you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born 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 The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 16. Chris arrived in the darkened alley at exactly 6.50 p.m. His medium-sized frame stood taut, clad in the threads that were provided to him by the BBF. The black fatigue pants appeared excessive in size judging by the pant legs and ankle ties, but the waist area fit perfectly. His black t-shirt displayed a digitally reproduced, high-quality version of a Phase 2 full train car top-to-bottom graffiti piece. The shirt hung down to Chris's mid-thigh area and was wrinkle-free. The presence of even the smallest inkling of sloppiness was non-existent. His light-skinned complexion burned through the alley's increasing darkness and the glimmering representation of the relic-type medallion, which now hung on the outside of his shirt, 
complimented his glowing skin. The alley smelled of old garbage and other stale discarded waste, causing him to raise his top lip in an attempt to shield his nose from inhaling the sickening stench. Periodically, he would look down at his new, all-black, BBF-branded Air Force One sneakers to confirm that he wasn't standing in the putrid smell's source of origin. The Two-Faced BBF logo was represented in the form of a hologram on the outer heel cup of each sneaker, and it would warp into an animated movement every time Chris moved his feet to check his soles for muck. Yo, what's that smell? Chris openly inquired, anger that the smell seemed to only intensify as he continued to wait the arrival of his ride. Suddenly, a clumsy crashing sound found its way out of the darkened corner where several filled trash receptacles stood. It's your upper lip, young blood, a disheveled and grungy, broad-bodied man spoke. Gimpy Lou, is that you? Chris inquired with a sense of certainty. That'll be me, young blood, Gimpy Lou responded as he stood unsettled all the while clutching a pint of his alcohol-based beverage of choice. You need to lay off that stuff, old man. I bet it's doing a number on your liver. What do you know about anything, you little snot-nosed sucker? Why don't you make like a ball and go? Gimpy Lou defensively responded. I think you mean bounce, returned Chris, suggestively gesturing that the old alley-dwelling man was out of his wits. But contrary to what people thought, Louis Gimpy Lou Todd was a veritable history book when it came to the neighborhood. He had been a part of the city of East New Lake for a little more than 50 years and experienced just about every major event that the town had experienced even the tragic and mysterious death of Grand Wizard Threat. Are the lights still bright? They were so bright. The car was red with black and gray stripes. It had wings and the tires were rockets. It made my face feel warm. Gimpy Lou murmured as he clumsily staggered from side to side. His tan-colored trench coat had come to be completely soiled, and his gray beard was matted like camel's fur. The soles of his feet had developed what appeared to be an impenetrable membrane as a result of pacing the jagged concrete walkways without shoes for so long. Your pop used to meet them here too. The drunken man continued in his customary strained voice as he staggered toward the alley's dead end. Chris completely dismissed the man's rambling and continued to anxiously await the arrival of the Viewatron-confirmed ride. He pulled his left wrist up and shot a glance at the wrist-wrapping apparatus. Seven on the dot. Chris spoke to himself over the continued distant ramblings of Gimpy Lou. No sooner than Chris dropped his arm back on his side, the sound of jet engines magically appeared over his head. He crouched down in defense and shot a startled glance at what hovered overhead. The sight of four rocket booster-like flames dotted the empty air about ten or so feet above. The downward progression of the physical entity levitating overhead increasingly warmed his face as it neared the ground. As it closed in on the ground surface, the flaming emissions died abruptly and the four remaining mechanisms rotated upward 90 degrees to reveal black, 
high-profile rims wrapped in red, low-profile tires. The rims brandished the signature BBF logo positioned in the center and boasted a size of 24 inches. Upon connecting with the dampened pavement, a sound was released which suggested that the vehicle had powered down. The vehicle was unlike anything Chris had ever laid his eyes on. The full facade was composed of curves. The tents on the window were so dark that it wouldn't have been far-fetched to assume that the unknown manufacturer simply covered them in black paint. The vehicle's body appeared as though it was one continuous frame. There was no evidence of trunk space or even a hood that protected the heart of this unparalleled vehicle. There she is. That's it. Looks different. The distant sound of Gimpy Lou's rambling could be heard amidst the alley's resettling debris. While Chris's ears heard the rare lucidity of Lou's verbal escapades, his state of awe as a result of what stood before his eyes prevented him from listening. He pulled his body up from its crouched position and approached the vehicle carefully. There were no handles or lock cylinders, and from a distance, it almost appeared that the vehicle was without doors. Chris walked around the Black Beauty to survey its body. Upon Chris's complete revolution around the vehicle, the locking mechanisms released, causing the passenger door to jump open and permit his entrance into its unique confines. Rays from a soft-red light emitted from the cab's inner space interrupted the immediate area of the alley's darkness where the door opened. He peered into the space and automatically equated it to a control room of an intergalactic shuttle. The cab was without the traditional setup of vehicle seats, but alternatively had a short-lipped couch that ran the length of a full passenger side and wrapped along the rear of the vehicle. It resembled a curved L-shape. The front of the cab held a full-length control board, which was fortified with a multitude of buttons, knobs, and control arms. A single seat that was ergonomic in design levitated before the control panel, and Chris made this his position of rest as he entered the belly of the strange yet off-the-chain vehicle. It proved its intuitiveness as the door smoothly shut closed behind Chris and bounced back into its state of still, low-level, mid-air floating. The large, 24-inch rims rotated outwardly to become parallel with the pavement before bursting back into their previous state of flaming circles. He sat before the multitude of lights on the control panel and began to examine the massive amount of buttons and switches. With no method other than that of trial and error, he pressed the first button that stood out to him. The vehicle rolled into an abrupt 90-degree rotation, causing it to hold steady in a vertical pause. Chris was surprised that he too didn't tumble with the movement. According to the laws of gravity and physics, he should have been slumped up against the passenger side window and not sitting sideways on the chair before the control panel. We call it flexible pull. No doubt gravity still exists, but when you're in this ride, you won't be susceptible to its force. And trust me when I tell you, it comes in handy with all the flips and turns this joint does, said a familiar voice from a rectangular shaped speaker on the control panel. Watch, dude? Is that you? Chris inquired. Word up. In the flesh. I figured that I'd chime in. I saw how you were getting ready to tear up the new V, said Watch Dude, as he commented on Chris's lack of tact 
and learning about the unique mode of transportation. My bad. I didn't know what to do. But Joe, what is this? This is Blaze. She's off the chain, right? Watch Dude responded. As his real-time image appeared on the screen that slid out of a concealed opening on the control panel. No doubt. What kind of car is it? Asked an excited Chris. I just told you. This is Blaze. This is an official BBF ride. You won't see it any place else. Not even on the underground aftermarket car circuit. This is the newest model. But the name has always been Blaze. Why Blaze? Asked Chris. One of our fallen hip-hop legends came up with the name. When he saw the first model that the BBF rolled out over 20 years ago, he thought highly of the idea and just started referring to it as Blaze. We just stuck with it. Not too long after that, everybody in the hood started using the word. Watch Dude responded, realizing that the time had been escaping at a rapid rate. We need to bounce. I'm only going to bless you with these instructions one time. Peace, friend. This is Dee Dee Turner coming to you live from the BBF Complex. My Viewatron signal is having problems, so I'll make this quick. I wanted to personally thank you for listening, and also wanted to take this opportunity to inform you of some upcoming items. For starters, there is a second book in the series, as well as subsequent installments. You didn't think that I would bring you to the cliff's edge and not provide you with a parachute or gliding device. Check out for the second book in the series entitled Cypher and the Lost Relic of Pangea's Core, set for release late 2014 or early 2015. Visit chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com to see information on book two. Visit the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook and hiphops underscore wizard on Twitter or Instagram to receive new developments and information on the series. Also, keep an eye out for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend merchandise. From stickers to t-shirts, we'll have an array of items for you to represent the series and the cause of Chris Cypher Ellison. Uh-oh, seems like the signal is compromised. Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, yo, can you hear me? Man, sounds like feedback may be close. I gotta bounce. Until next time, fam, this is Dee Dee Turner. Out, 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 out. So for you, yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I hum behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.